Hello. Here. Um, yeah, folks, uh, greetings in the name of the Most High. This is a, um, you know, had to have a little bit of a lead-in. I'm, I'm kind of multitasking here. Uh, um, and, uh, but I had to go live today. Because May is on its way through already. And here we are on the 2nd of May. And let's just start over again. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Um, we have things going on all over the place. And all kinds of... I just heard from a friend and, you know, this um, tornado thing. I, mean, I hope you won't mind my mentioning it, but... Um, he, he just, uh, apparently a house he was in just, you know, in Florida, he, he was in the path of a tornado, which never hits Florida. And then it just, it just, it just ran into his house, did a whole bunch of damage. And he's wondering what he's going to do. And I, um, you, you know, Larry Fink, let's just go through it. All the things that are really up and on the docket. Larry Fink. I told you about him, right? Yep. Larry Fink, uh, you know, who heads up BlackRock. Larry Fink and controls 15 trillion, let's just say a quadrillion. I mean, like, why even why even mince words anymore? Uh, he, he, he's Chip um, or BlackRock or, you know, whatever. He's been behind the chipping of some 50 people uh, chipping their brains to get to the next level of AI taking over the human brain or connecting human brains. What you have to understand is the human, a single human 
is infinitely more intelligent than any amount of AI. Elon Musk is completely wrong. But then again, he's tin can man. He flies tin cans. How intelligent is that? Okay, so please understand, I'm not, I'm really, don't want to sound arrogant here, but I do feel that we have superior knowledge from God, from the Lord. That when we are connected to God, okay, the intelligence is infinitely greater than any AI could ever be and will always be that way. How? Proof. Well, you want proof. How did we overcome all the propaganda and know on day one there was a bioweapon? How do we know that it was an extinction event? How do we know? How do we interrupt it? How do we keep all these people alive? We've kept hundreds, we've kept billions alive through beating the intelligence of AI. And Bill Gates, now he's really mad. But understand that. I, I want to, let me explain God intelligence one more time. I'm going to try really hard to do this right. God intelligence, I've got this laptop. Yeah, my lap, finally, I have a laptop. I was kind of, you know, trying to do it on, um, I had an iPad. I couldn't quite get that going. But it will work with us too. Okay, so God intelligence. And we were talking about linear. AI is based on um, the existence of time and space being true. Therefore, it will always be false. Therefore, it will always be stupid. And when I say stupid, I mean way, way, way stupid. Because when you go down a false premise... You become more intelligent in that false premise. You become more stupid because you become more intelligent, if that makes sense. So therefore, AI can never, ever, 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 ever be anything compared to God, anything compared to God intelligence, anything compared to God intel. Um, you know, anything compared to the Word of God, which is a lot of truths are locked in the Word of God. Okay. And uh, I just want to point you to uh, what's been on my mind lately has been Psalm 91, the part that says, look up for, uh, to see the recompense of the wicked. Okay? And so that's the new thing that's coming in right now. So those of you who are very weary, and, and I know you need, you know, you need payback. It's like in the Bible it says, the people say, you know, how long, O Lord, how long, O Lord? Um, you know, before you move to, to avenge your children, to avenge all the evil that they've done, you have to understand the, the vengeance is going to be for the evil done from the beginning of time. From the beginning of God time. Now, time and space, God created to um, put us in the context of, you know, good versus evil, time and space, you know, the that the, these these sort of opposite charges, positive and negative, um, so that we could have this physical reality and play this story out. But the story serves to do a couple of things. One, make people intelligent. But two, it 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 um, it, it changes people. The story here changes people. That if you didn't have the the story of the struggle between good and evil, between honoring God and, and dishonoring, between rebellion and acceptance of reality. If you didn't have that, you would not 
be the person you are now. You would be a different person. The person that you've become now is what God is making. He's, it's like a, you're an, a, a creational project. You are being, you're in creation. Creation is continuing through you. Okay, so not over yet. The advent of this, um, or the, the, the sort of, you know, epic evil on every level and all the pettiness and all the criminality and all the things that these people think they're so smart at doing will, I guarantee you, please listen, very soon you will see it backfire, if not already, in such an epic way that you'll be dancing in the streets. But you have to be patient because it's not your call. It's not your call. People had free will to rebel. And they think of such petty things now, but all that you know they really think about is really cannibalism and children are the two things. The, the end of the rabbit hole is cannibalism, and they think about taking space rides, riding around in space and sacrificing children. I get, I, no, no, I mean, you know, we're not supposed to have fantasies of Star Trek and Star Wars. The experience with God is to be so much more powerful than that, that you just don't need to go there. I mean, how long has it been since we've fantasized about flying around with, I mean, what, 20 years, 25 years? We haven't had even indulged in any of these fantasies because we don't need to, because we already have access to everything there is. Everything and everything there is. And everything there is, most everything there is, is outside time and space. So if there isn't time and space, how can there be a quantum you know, computer? How can there be a, um, a, a rail gun? How can there be a, um, you know, directed energy weapons? How can there be a, uh, uh, you know, a super hadron collider? These things are all irrelevant. They don't, they don't matter at all to anyone, anywhere, anything. And in the, in, the, uh, in the dustbin of history, as they say, they will be but as dust, as nothing. They will just simply fall apart because there is no thing like that that exists. There's nothing that man can build that actually exists in real, in, in, in real reality. Man can only build symbols. You know, we have uh, like a car. You get the illusion that you drive around and go somewhere in space. It takes time to get there and takes energy to get there. And then when you're there, you're somewhere else. When in fact, you're nowhere else. And you didn't go anywhere and there is no car. You know, the cars are, things are more like to the, to belong in the realm of the dream world. These are dreams. These are you know dreams of being here and then, you know, creating things, inventing things, having things. You know, have you ever thought um, about that you'd like something to be more convenient and then somebody invents it? And then you see it on TV, call that number and you can have this thing that, that you know, peels tomatoes or peels apples or does something that you wish you could do. Well, it's, you know, playing around in the... Um, the false world, which is to them the real world. So because it's their real world and it's Elon Musk's real world, so that already taints him as he's already corrupted. He, he is no solution, okay? He sounds great. He's, you know, everyone's putting their hope on him now. 
and our RFK Jr. or some political solution when there is none. Now, these people that are behaving wickedly and are harming children, when will God stop the harming of children? Um, he will stop the harming of children. I don't know when. But it has to be so bad that the day of the judgment of the Lord, the sun blacks out. And it's just, you know, a plague upon the earth. I mean, of, of, of just on all people, pretty much. Does that mean he'll take some of his own out? Will he replant us on another planet somewhere? Well, that's up to, see, that's the thing. That's God's plan. That's God's thoughts, whatever. This particular creation, though, was created to test, to as a test. As it really, the whole key to all the word of God is in the book of Job. That's why it's in the Bible, being the oldest book there is. It's in the Bible because that particular um, construct of Job, you know, the idea of unfairness, and then and then the recompense of the unfair, you know, the 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 writing of it, and then the restoration to be far more, you know, seven times, hundred times, whatever fold, better than it was before, is all part of this of 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 God's poetry. It's part of God's tapestry. It's His way of doing things, and that's for all people you know, all his own people. So I don't know how he protects his own. I don't know how many have to be sacrificed and, and thrown into the fire for Molech. But they do, oh, and, and, and worshiping ancient gods makes them in, incredible. Larry Fink is the dumbest guy that ever drew, he, I'm surprised he can even talk the English language. You know, he was, um, he was more or less appointed to the position he has. But he's your monster, Larry Fink. Larry Fink of BlackRock, he is your monster. He is your, you know, he's your, your evil monster that, um, and they all want to kill off all humanity and then have their hybrids and have their brain chips and everything else. Brain chips were, were studied by Louis Julian West <clears throat> in Los Angeles back during the time I was a young, confused guy back there myself. And he would go and he would put these chips and the whole reason originally was uh, to control the blacks and the Hispanics from rioting and to prevent another Watts riot from happening. He got the approval for... I'm serious. Well, you know, Louis Julian West was a big left-winger. You all know that, right? He was a big liberal. And... The liberals are very racist. That's the nature of liberalism is racism. No one would even think about racism unless they brought it up. You know, think about it. Um, they're the ones that make all these slurs and N-words. and I mean, they go on and on and on when they're back behind closed doors. When they, you know, when they think they're safe, they go on and on and on. And like, you know, I've got a friend from Mexico that, that helps us out here and Next door neighbor was calling him names, and she was a big time, you know, Beverly Hills Jewish liberal, and being very, uh, you know, thought of herself as libertine on all levels, and you know, being so sophisticated and so social, so worldly, and so woke, and yet she was the biggest racist we'd ever seen. 
calling him wetback and other people names and you know figuring that she couldn't find her gun one day she had a little 38 or some kind of thing and so she immediately blamed um the housekeeper another hispanic woman from mexico i mean it, this this is unacceptable but that's how they all they're all like that they're all i'm telling you 100 percent of them are, there is no exception to that rule there would be no racism if they didn't put racism in. So what they do is they put it in there, project it on the people that aren't racist, and then attack them, uh, a la, you know, Saul Alinsky's rule book for radicals, which they are certainly um, also, you know, the idea that they need a brain chip to be intelligent. What do you think that brain chip's going to do? It's going to enhance control. It's going to make them docile. I'm just having a bite of this because I got to. Like I said, multitasking. But as soon as I got this computer going again, I was able to get my little graphic up, and I was able to. You know, I don't have it hooked up to the to the gear yet, but at least I've got this. And then I have a iPad Pro, twelve point nine inch, you know, the big big screen, and this little uh, MacBook Air together. It's a great rig. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to do some music on it. I've got a lot of prep I've got to do in the studio because I'm looking forward to taking that to another another level of... You know, I guess I've got so much anger and outrage and the music helps me to channel that, you know. But I definitely want to do a, a song about Larry Fink. I mean, that's like... Num- First thing I'm going to do is a song about Larry Fink. I want to get more into Fink. I want to get into his lineage. I want to get into uh, where he went to school, who his friends were. I'd like to get into the whole dossier of Larry Fink. And, and you know, not, not the, you know, milk. I want to find out where the bodies are buried. I mean, this guy is as, uh, as dirty as they've come. I mean, you can't find a better, you know, monster, a guy that hates humanity more than Larry Fink. And why is it when they get in position of power... When they control some money, do they they turn on humanity and then want to exterminate them, a la Bill Gates? Now, Bill Gates is easy. Bill Gates was picked on in school, and he developed a vendetta. He had a vendetta going when he graduated high school. He had a vendetta going before he dropped out of Harvard. He's had this vendetta going against everybody he works with is stupid. Everyone he works with doesn't know anything. You know, he's a he's a little bitch. But he's that way wanting vengeance, and he really wants it because of a personal issue that he couldn't clear with a psychiatrist. So therefore, all of humanity gets to suffer because he got picked on. And if you know that much, you know Gates to the core. That's it. There's nothing else to know. Was he buggered by daddy? You know, of course he was. Who wasn't? Who wasn't? Were they all members of all that? Were they Nazis? Of course they're Nazis. I told you, it's a Nazi. The whole thing that's going on right now is called the Final Solution. It's, it's Adolf Hitler to a T. It's the same people that were involved. It's Soros and Bill Ga- the, the Gates family and, of course, uh, you know, the, the Bush family and Prescott Bush was a big funder of uh, Hitler. I told you, they, 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 it's a big thing about German if you want to be in a club, you know, the most exclusive club, all the guys, 
It's only for men. Not no, Women are not allowed. But, well, you'll see women functionaries, but they're not really in the core. And, um, but they speak German. I was wondering why my grandfather spoke, you know, fluent German. I'm like, you know, here's a guy that had to educate himself on everything. And, and it's like, it's like, because the club requires it. And they also, you know, if you've seen, uh, you know, certain people that are members, you'll see sometimes they're missing a finger. Have you seen that? That's for very high honored people. The very highest will have the right of the finger removal or they chop your finger off, but that's a status symbol. A famous guy that's got that is Rahm Emanuel. The very same thing. And he asked, well, how'd that happen? You know, well, you know it, it happened because I was, uh, you know, <clears throat> doing woodwork one day and got my uh, finger caught in a buzzsaw. No. It's a hot, and, and not everyone can have their finger cut. It's not like prove your loyalty to the gang and have your finger cut off. It's more like you've been invited to participate in the finger removal uh, ritual. There's a lot more to all this. I'm going to be digging into uh, to the back to the days of the of the uh, the gold rush, the 49ers. Remember the 49ers? Well, in those days, we had all the same problems. But in those days, they would come out in covered wagons, and they'd have to cross the Great Divide, the Continental Divide. And that was a tough, once you got past that continental divide, it was downhill all the way to San Francisco. Or, more treacherously, you had to come in around the horn. That means you had to come in in a boat around South America. Is that right, South America? Before they put the uh, Panama Canal in, you had to go around South America and come all the way up South America to North America and all the way up to San Francisco, if, that, if you're going to San Francisco. I'm working on a story right now about a guy that you know, brought lumber to San Francisco via, from Boston. And he, uh, he had to sail. He almost died with the, tread, with the horrible storms. It's a big feat getting around the horn, you know, the horn of, of South America, getting around there and coming back up. But to bring lumber to San Francisco to build. And, um, you know, this was uh, the only way they could really get it. There was on a big ship. You know, just think about it. Think about the, a big ship with lumber, and you're trying to keep it all going, and the big storm hits, and you're going through all these, you know, 30-foot waves and stuff, you know. I mean, it's just insane. And then, And then... What about the gold fever and the people coming out to California with gold fever in, the, in, in 1849? And they're coming in covered wagons. And they had to put up with uh, some got scalped by, uh, you know, the uh, natives. And that was, a, you know, a lot of them didn't make it for that. And then they, some succumbed because of the, um, the, the very hostile conditions up in the uh, Rocky Mountains, up at the Great Divide. Like I say, once you get across that, then you have Nevada, right? You have to cross Nevada. And then finally, and then you go through more mountains with the, with the high Sierras. And then you, you come into finally, you know, um, San Francisco by way of uh, uh, Sacramento.
But um, some very interesting stories about uh, elite members of society, you know, building, you know, building cities, building, and, you know, building politics. So we look around and we say, my goodness, yeah, this world is so terrible. It's so bad that, um, you know, how can we possibly even go another day? And I've, you know, just talked to another guy. I hadn't talked to him in a long time, a friend. He, he's going through the same thing. It just complete dis- If it isn't the people that kill you, it's the weather. Or it's the, you know... Maybe some errant, you know, there's diseases flying around now that they're not even saying they're what they are. And the food supply is in danger. And who are these people blowing up uh, food? And, and, you know, and then Gates wants to inject all the cattle with mRNA. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's so maddening. I, I, I have found myself calling to God, like, you know, Mel Gibson, uh, once we're soldiers or whatever it was, where he called in the airstrike on himself. I found myself almost, not quite, doing that. We're calling in the a nuclear airstrike on us all to end it. To end it. But then again, who am I to say that? No one. I have no right. I'm not God. And uh, that's a that's a very... Immature, you know, understandable, but immature thing to do. Um, And all the social pressure on the young people to conform to uh, woke and LGBTQ. um, And LGBTQ isn't about sex, it's about obedience. It's about cultural obedience, even, even dressing obedience. You know, you try, you try going without the rainbow flag. You try not, you know, if you're a male, not dressing more feminine or a female dressing more masculine. You try go, doing your own thing in those cults. And it's cult programming. It's classic, but it's also been studied by the CIA and others for many decades. And, and like I say, the head of it in L.A. was Louis Jolien West of the uh, chipping. And all of it, again, to control and to A.I., AI, of course, is impotent. AI is not intelligent, Mr. Elon and dumbass Musk. You stupid fool. Fly your tin can around and shut up. You're an idiot. Of course, an idiot will lead them. An, An idiot like Elon Musk will lead us out of darkness. No, he will not. He is incapable of leading anyone. He can't even lead his own company. He's not leading anyone anywhere. So what do we do? Well, the one thing to do is to stop putting any faith in other people that are going to get you out of this mess. That's number one. Elon's already corrupted by, by wanting to preserve society. You shouldn't care whether society goes on or not. If it does, great. If it doesn't, fine. Okay, what if you have to die? Well, dying, you know, dying's bad. We just lost Eli. And thanks for all the, you know, prayers and, you know, I know we all pray. If 
there's so many things dying and people dying and dogs dying and trouble. We're, we're just constantly praying for the for the living to keep on going and that they would have the strength. But uh, Eli lived 17 and a half years. And you know, you know him if you were around this show, around the Zephyr Report. You know Eli. And uh, what I loved about him is he was a, uh, a dog that, you know, he wasn't an alpha dog, really. The, but he would just do his own thing. He had his own mountain. He had his own way of doing things. He had his own... And everyone loved him. He was a great hang in the RV when we were having trouble and, you know, with our turbo and breaking down in our bus and all this stuff that was happening when we, were, we bought a 13-year-old bus that, um, you know, um, and uh, probably we should have uh, gotten it all checked out before we left, but we, you know, assumed that they would have it road ready. Of course, we assumed wrong. And... Um, Eli was a calmest. Well, Eli was calming us down. He was just, he was hanging. He was on the side. He's at his place. Even the last day before death, he was up on his mountain. He would spy on the dogs next door. There's some yappers over there, and he'd get a place under a juniper tree so he'd be in the shade because he's smart, right? Eli Elijah. And he would he would just sit there, right? But now that Eli is gone, if you know, that um, the, the 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 you want to look at it in a weird kind of spiritual way the gate is now open for Elijah to return. But when Elijah returns, if you look at Malachi 4.5, you'll notice that it's a really dark time. And the whole purpose of Elijah is what? Well, one purpose, and this is just prophetic stuff, one purpose of Elijah is to clean up the churches. Judgment begins in the house of God. All these corrupt churches are going to be dealt with by Elijah. What, what is, does he come in as a human being? No. He come, it's like an Elijah, it's like a force. It could be many human beings. It could be anything. You, you just, who knows what it will be? But, I mean, will people be open to whatever it is? Probably not. You know, but it doesn't matter. The guys that um, corrupted uh, the church... You know, it's so funny that one Calvary chap I went to was run by, you know, a couple of, a gay couple, a man and a woman that were both gay, both had a girlfriend and a guy had a boyfriend, and he buggered children. I believe he's a pedophile. And they would lecture the entire congregation uh, against homosexuality. <laughs> well, they had this secret gay thing going on, and this, um, you know, this whole pedophile thing going on with kids I'm going does Chuck Smith you know agree with uh, you know using youth group to bugger kids to, to you know and and the the, and the word came back from Costa Mesa and said you know judge not lest you be judged you know in other words don't stick your nose into things that aren't your business or we'll kill you so that that kind of thing is intolerable to God, and God will correct it. But it's amazing when I see guys like Greg Lurie on TV. Are you lost? Do you need help? Call on Jesus. It's the most embarrassing thing. I, I, I hate to even go through it. I remember one time I was in Maui. I rented a car, and it was Greg Lurie's car. As there's a big Calvary Chapel on Maui, and there's 
he's got a big following in Maui. And uh, it was just interesting how I had his car. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the policeman of the church. But God will do something because these people keep singing their songs. They produce big albums with big producers about Jesus. They're begging for correction, aren't they? They're begging for correction. Well, Elijah is going to come and correct them. And then, after Elijah will be the end of everything and the return of Jesus, which will be pure warfare, only it'll be very one-sided because the enemy will have nothing to say. They'll just get cut down where they stand. And then the Lord will say on that day, he will say, um, you know, rejoice, for I have avenged your brethren. You can now rejoice, every single one that's been part of that. All right, Ben. Come on, Ben. He thinks I've got something over here he can eat. No, that's just toasted tomatoes. You don't want that. I must say that I just had part of a frittata here, and they're better the second day than the first day. I thought so, too. It's really good. And um, I'll do more of those. You know, it's a healthy way to go. Come no, on, I'm not, I have nothing over here. Come on, Benz. I'm going to jump in the shower. Benz, do you miss Eli? Nope. <laughs> uh... It 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 it's it's hurts to go to bed without Eli. It's, it's, uh, but I've been I've been worrying about him. No, I don't have anything. So Ben's no. I'm not holding. I don't have any drugs. I'm sorry. So you know. So Eli went there. <coughs> quiet. I don't have anything. Nothing. Go 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 go. Get out of here. I don't have anything. Nothing. See my hands? No, I know you think I have something, but I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to have a you know podcast here. This is the first chance I have. And we already passed May 1st, so now we're on May 2nd. So strap in, strap your seatbelts on, because it's going to be a fun ride. But it's going to be bumpy. And you guys are going to be very happy about two months from now when you start seeing this, like, massive pushback. And you know what's really sad? It's, um, do you remember the, uh, the play uh, and, and the movie Jesus Christ Superstar? Do you remember the decadence that uh, was it Andrew Lloyd Webber that did it portrayed at the time of Jesus? Do you remember the Do you remember the trannies? Do you remember the drag queens? Remember all the? Do you remember? It's kind of strange, you know, all that kind of decadence, that sort of thing that that uh, that the only the reason that gets under God's skin is because number one, the purpose is to create a circus for children and to have it normalized. You know, there are statues I was looking at where they're, you know, kids giving head to, to, to priests and stuff. And I, I don't know where they were. They're just on, floating around the internet. 
And they're try, they've been trying to normalize this stuff for thousands of years. And in fact, to get into any of their clubs and guilds, you know, you have to be a kid that's sexualized that's going to service the adults. And then that's the way you move up the ladder when you're a kid. And I, I understand. And, but then they don't talk about it because it's Satanism. And the, anyone who talks out of school, get the blessing is taken away. In other words, that part of the collective purse that's talked about in Proverbs 1 is then taken away from you, your portion. So if you want your portion, you've got to keep your mouth shut, target children for you know teenagers and other kids uh, to either join or die. You know what I mean? If they die and you had something to do with it, you get another pop, you get another piece of that pie. And you know you work your way up. So, so what you have is reprobates and assassins basically ruling over the earth in the end. You have criminal organizations ruling over the earth because you had to be criminal to go up the ladder. So that ensures the, you know, the Biden administration or whatever. It's real simple to understand if, if you know the way the world works. You know, they want your soul, basically, and the soul is represented by free will, which is represented, you know, which is very well represented by sex, so sexual consent. And um, they're like, oh, we're not doing any of that. We're not involved in any of those hurting of children. We don't do anything like that. But then the moment a child signals, you know, uh, that he's ready to join. They all come out of the woodwork going, oh, we knew you'd make it one day. And they all have a big hug and they all have a, uh, you know, a party because that's the kid's, you know, first day, you know, what the Beatles called your birthday. Remember that song, your birthday? I know I've just ruined a song for you. Sorry. But the birthday is not your birthday. Literally, it's your first day of joining the satanic cult, the world cult. So, and then they would like to dance, and dance is a, is a metaphor for sex. It's real simple. If you know what you're looking for, then you can de- decode and decipher everything. But basically, it's a death cult, sex cult, um, murder cult, criminal cult, uh, cannibal cult at the end of the uh, rabbit hole that is connected through not just AI, but also other intelligences, other things out there, the demonic intelligence network, whatever you want to call it, that tells it what to do. And they go, oh, I think I'm going to name my band Yes, and I'm going to write a song like, I've seen all good people so satisfied I'm on my way. And that's basically an allusion to the sex death cult of Satan. And... um, I don't know why anyone would think anything else about a band like that. I don't understand why you would, with such explicit lyrics, why you would, why anyone would think anything different. But I've run into people defending them, defending Pink Floyd, defending, you know, Dark Side of the Moon was another way of getting at it. Um, the Beatles' Magical Mystery Tour, um, uh, you know, uh, and, and other thing. And then, then they'll say, well, we're really, you know, pro you know, love and pro-masturbation and that people shouldn't be have a stigma about masturbation. So they get into this promotion, promotion of masturbation kick, but then it gets tied in with sex magic and the cult down the road. <laughs> ah, but they're so dumb because we already know all their playbook. We know what all the things they do. We know their doublespeak. 
And as a friend of mine was saying to me yesterday, he goes, but you know, Zeph, they're very good at it, though, at, at getting control of the masses and, and, and bringing issues. And they're very good at it. They're very, very good at it. The public is duped. I'm not. Are you duped? I'm not duped. And I'm, I, I can tell you where all the bodies are buried, where everything is and how everything moves. And now history is a complete lie. And I can show you each, all, you know, lyrics, all these songs. Why do you think they would do songs about this? And people that thought they were just songs about sex, you know, rocking out with your cock out and all that, that's all bullshit. It wasn't about that at all. It's not about that at all. It's about your soul. And that's why the Lord will have his commandments and things to keep you from, you know, spending your money, your inheritance, which is your soul. And it can be spent through um, consent with evil. You spend your soul and your soul is gone. You can cash your soul in for chips to use at the table. You know, if you're a compliant, if you're the kind of person that will be like the band Yes and say yes. See, the reason they name themselves Yes is so they would get you to say yes. Yes, say yes to the universe. Say yes to the new corruption. Say yes to the new prostitution. Say yes to the, uh, the way of the world. Say yes to the big circle. Don't break the chain. May the circle be unbroken. Say yes to the double speak. Say yes to the double entendre. Say yes to all the secret lyrics they thought they were so smart in putting out there, but you decipher them. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm so satisfied. Oh, my goodness. I'm happy. As long as I worship the phallus, the, the shaft of Baal, my love, doesn't matter. Even if I don't get laid, I still have my love. Right? And so that becomes the point of focus. And so I think now, when you have a conquering army, now you have the gelding or the cutting off of the phallus the cutting off of the of the uh, uh, testicles, the, and the cutting off of the of the, of the uh, potency, if you will, of the power of the uh, the males and the um, you know the uh, the uh, deplatforming or the or the elimination of female, and and um, you know and the children as a spoil, you know, to be collected, and uh, you know that's basically the pattern we're in right now, and these people then become. The functionaries in society, the eunuchs, uh, become the uh, bureaucrats. So these bureaucrats will be telling everyone what to do. They'll be goose-stepping around. They'll be ordering the locking up of Trump supporters. You know, they'll be getting these soldiers, to, you know, they'll be all dressed in blue and pink and orange and whatever. And, you know, they'll be, you know, flaming around and they'll be saying, you know, go round up all those people in Orange County. Go round up Texas. We got to put an end to transphobia and homophobia. We got to put an end to racism when they're the racists. And of course, the only reason you get to the transphobe thing is because they're the original phobes. Transphobes, uh, homophobes, this phobe, that one. They're, that's what they are. And even if they transform into those beings, um, you know where I guess you can tell they're they're not the same as other people. Uh, but they're they're then 
always saying there's an oppressor, there's an acute, there's somebody holding them back. And they say, well, that, that's Trump and all the Trump supporters. They're holding them back. They're, they're, they're basically making it so that they can't live. Therefore, we need to round them up. We live in a democracy. We can't have that. Yeah, but these people never did anything to you. They never said anything. They, they don't even think about transphobia or homophobia. They don't, it's not really in their... Because it's not in their lexicon. They don't see us. They don't observe us. That's grounds for rounding them up and locking them up right now. So there's that. There's that. And all of it is disingenuous because the original racists and haters and whatever come from the cult. And they're the ones that make fun of people from behind the scenes. I mean, they're not going to make fun of um, their own, you know, competition of being, uh, you know, now it's, well, there's a big, within the uh, cult itself, there's a big competition from going from just basically queer to trans because of all the trans have the status now. They're getting the money now. So now they're all just tripping over themselves to become trans to try to cash in on some of that money. Big money now paid by mega corporations and Larry Fink. Uh, for anybody that goes trans, you get big, 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 big money. Oh, yeah. Big star, big money. They're not done pushing the Bud Light. They're going to go all the way till, till oblivion. But they're the original transphobes. They're the original homophobes. They're the original... Um, if it weren't for the fact that they, that they, they had, uh, um, had they been straight, let's say, the kind of people they are, they would be people that would go roll queers, you know, back in the old days and like in the sixties and, you know, and before there'd be gangs of people that go into a queer bar just to roll them, steal their money, all that. Eh, it wasn't that prevalent, but it did occur. And I always used to say, well, those are, you watch, every one of those is a, uh, uh, is a leftist, a victim, a globalist. Normal people don't think about things like that. Normal people have more of a live and let live attitude. And even if they don't understand, if, if, um, if queer folk want to get on with their lifestyles and all they want to do, and I'm very familiar with the whole thing being, you know, of West Hollywood and all that. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't bother me. It's got nothing to do with it. It never bothered me and never would. Why would it? And yes, I do see them if they're trans, or I do see them if they're, and if they really, really, really want to beg me to call them, you know, they, them, this, that, non-binary, you know, I'd have to have it written out so I can see, you know, what they want to be called. But in general, in my own mind, um, a woman is a woman, a man's a man. And that's just because it's God. Creation 101. If you deviate from that, you become what? Stupid. If you don't understand God's intelligence, what happens when you break away into your own intelligence of your own mind? You become stupid. Right? There are things about God's intelligence that we cannot answer because they're paradoxical. Let's just let it be there and say, well, that's God. I want to increase my intelligence, so I'm going to just bask and the great paradoxes of the Lord that, you know, that somewhere in my being I understand. I may not be able to verbalize it. I may not be able to, 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 to write it down as scientific, you know, as some kind of equation or scientific, uh, you, know, you know, quantum speak. But I know that it's superior to human. 
I know it's superior to AI. I know it's superior to that idiot Elon Musk. I know it's superior to the people on the world stage that they put up there. They only put them up there if they can understand them. They understand Elon. They can control him. So they put him up there. If they didn't understand him, if he were a real enigma, they, he wouldn't be up there. He's been up there wearing a Baphomet costume. Well, how, how uh, telling is that? So he's one of them. He wouldn't wear that if he didn't mean it. He's not really a troll, a very good one. So that's what we're battling. All this cognitive uh, disconnect, um, shoving this and that in your face. It's really, you know, for example, okay, in the whole transgender world, and I know a lot of actors, a lot of you people out there, and a lot of creatives, you know, out there, and you're trying not to get tagged and flagged by the LGBTQ community for not, you know, towing the line or not just, you know, finally just going at least bisexual, at least doing something to show your loyalty. I understand your dilemma because it's not you trying to be true to yourself and you don't have feelings like that, but you're willing to do it almost to conform to whatever they want so that you can work. But see, that's bass backwards, of course. But, you know, I understand you're afraid to say anything. And, um, you know, I'm so proud of our actress, Paula, who played the part of a, of, a, of a trans woman, you know, a man transitioning to a woman, in um, Girl Next, in the fact that she wasn't, you know, that she is a woman. And we put that part out to audition. We were looking for, a, like, an Asian trans person, and we, they just couldn't act the part. It's a very complex part. It requires an excellent actress. So uh, she, she was most convincing. Not only is she most convincing, if you look, if you know the film, Girl Next, and you look, and you look at uh, the series, um, it's a from, uh, Spanish series out of Barcelona called uh, uh, Welcome to Eden, and there's a transgender there, a, a, you know, a guy, his name is, her name, you know, we'll give him, you know, I give people respect if that's what they want to be called, but I mean, in my own mind, I know what, what it is. So the name is Lola Rodriguez. You know, real great actor, you know. Had we known about that, that actor in the beginning, that, that probably would have won that part, you know. But, uh, you know, did it pretty much, uh, ended up dressing and looking like Paula, looking like Armisha. And I just wonder if she had seen our film Girl Next, because she had the same outfit, the same hair. I mean, blue, it was colored, but it was the same bangs, the same kind of thing, same vibe, you know, same kind of deal. Anyway, Paula did an excellent, excellent, excellent job, and we don't even deal with it, but see, here's what I like. In the book that just got published, got published, I guess, yesterday. Yesterday, a weird book in Italy published my novel, my novelization of the movie Girl Next. And you'll be able to get, yeah, I have to make these announcements because I got to tell you that you'll be able to, I'm going to give a couple of these away and it will really fill in a lot of info for you um, and just give you more context for the story. But um, 
uh, in the book and in the movie. And the book, I mean, I do deviate. I do give you like background on on the characters on Maddox and people like Misha and where she came from and you know what the deal was with Heinrich and Heinrich. Heinrich's basically a bisexual guy. I mean, it's real simple. Not hard to you know. I mean, if you want to break it down sexually, it's easy to see that. He's also an omnivore drug addict. He also wants to break through to the other side of the quantum realm. He's out of control. You know, I would call him more omnisexual than I think he'd have sex with about anything, including a corpse. But anyway, that's just my take on him. Um, but in terms of, uh, well, all this worldly stuff, in terms of, uh, you know, Misha, she was um, just treated throughout the movie as a, um, as what, you know, as who she would have really been and how she would have really been in that situation. Being that she was not an activist, an LGBTQ activist, she had, you know she is who she is, and 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 portrays that with with her every bit of sense of self and and confidence, and um, you know and 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 you know obviously is you know is that character, um, and then when it's revealed that she has a penis. Um, it's somewhat of a surprise to the audience, um, but then it shouldn't be a surprise because of um, it's pretty obvious. There's this this dichotomy there. There's this dual nature there. So we never say anything about that. And why? And people say, well, why? Why does she have to have a penis? Why did you have to put her in there? And I said, I don't know. We just did. We just needed her there. We just needed that she just appeared and we put her in. And um, and she had told me the actress she goes well she don't want to piss off the LGBTQ community and I was like and I don't blame you because they can cancel your ass you know so you know but it was it was done in a in a very realistic way and they did on Letterbox or one of these critic places they did call us out saying how dare you cast a woman as a transitioning male uh, transgender. And the that is, well, how dare you cast a woman playing a man's part or a young person playing an old part? How dare you cast a you know uh, a, a uh, you know an Anglo playing playing an Asian part? Why don't you get an Asian? Well, all those questions are just bullshit because she was the best for the role. That's why she got the role, right? She was the most convincing of anybody. And, you know, I'd known quite, quite a few. And I know people that were, were um, also dressing as women but not considering themselves transitioning men. So there's another category that they're not even addressing right now. One, you know, one guy put on his makeup every day, do his hair every day, but he was not trying to be a woman. He was not trying to be anything but what he was, a man, and, uh, and yet having this, uh, you know, this style. But, but again, if you said, oh, he's a trans, I wonder what his uh, pronouns are. He'd tell you to go fuck yourself. You know, I mean, it's, he's doing his own thing. Oh, they hate that in the cult, doing your own thing. So there you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's this way. I'm sorry that the level of IQ, intelligence of these people in the cult is so freaking low. That you can't have a conversation. But let me tell you something, people. 
you can't talk to any of them about anything. They will not understand and they will fight you because they're projecting what they're doing and what's, what they're feeling onto you anyway. You're not even seen as a person. And the worst insult of all is when they call you cisgender. Cisgender, and Elon Musk had this right. He said it's a, it's a derogatory term. It's an absolutely put-down term. It means you're not with what's going on. You're cisgender. You're an idiot. You're cisgender. You're a fucking fool. You're cisgender. Don't you see what's happening? Look at these cisgender uh, you know, boomers out there. You know, clogging up. They ought to all be exterminated. They should all be euthanized. So, you know, so there's that too. This idea. Who should tolerate being called that? You know, someone needs to take someone to court. You call me that? I want to go to court. I want to challenge it. I want to challenge the language. You know, what they're trying to do would be something if they had any sort of idea of history, if they were educated, if they were intelligent, if they knew anything about language, if they knew anything about mathematics, if they knew anything about the history of the world, if they knew anything at all, at all, it would not go the way, go down the way it's going down, which will be their failure. They will fail because it will become broad. Look, the biggest rebels in the LGBTQ thing are people that were formerly LGBTQ who've dropped out of the cult who don't want to be like railroaded around politically and who want to think for themselves whether they're gay or not. And they don't want any part of that. But they call them names and they take employment away from them and they do everything based on stupidity, based on stupidity, based on low IQ, based on stupidity, always. They say, well, you call us stupid, this and that, and they, well, Gen Z is going to come vote against Trump support. We're going to make sure that it keeps going Biden's way because they're not educated. They're stupid. And they're going to vote. And they're going to keep it like this because they've been, they do what they're told. 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 They have no humanity. That was taken the moment that some, somebody, you know, buggered them. That's the whole point of, of stealing innocence from youth is to get them into the club. It's, yes, the sexual antics are, you know, adults want access to children, but the, there's a point to it. It's to get them into the world system. It's not to just have idle sex. And anyone that thinks it's any different than that, you're wrong. You're just uneducated too. You just don't know what's going on. There is a purpose to the human will being part of the big machine. And that is to further the, the power of the big machine. You don't just have sex with adults and are let in the club. That's not it. Because a lot of kids have been groomed to have sex with adults and... Uh, you know, they're, they're fine with it. They like it. And they, they go around hunting other kids and even killing them if, or sending them up or forcing them to commit suicide in order to stop um, any kind of, you know, um, not rebellion, but to, to make everyone of the one mind. And you can't do that. 
The biggest mistake they make is thinking they can make a uniform society. So they figure, we'll kill all the Trump support, we'll kill any conservatives, we'll kill any patriots, we'll kill all this, and then we'll be cool. They will never be cool because there will always be dissent in the ranks. Because they got the power illegitimately through lies and deceit. And at the head of it is Satan. And it's all under the rubric of, of, I hate to say it, but Adolf Hitler. It is absolutely um, hidden German cult stuff. And it goes by that, you know, no Brit, no, nobody in uh, Europe can be a part of the world system without going through the German uh, thing. Because the Germans run it. They're at the top. I won't say the Germans. I'll just say ancient German bloodlines. Which then become bloodlines like Merovingian. Well, who knows where they, you know what I mean? It's like they have all these little myths about the bloodlines. And, but they happen to be in char- charge of Antarctica and, uh, and the, uh, the beings that want to influence this world. The beings that want to come into this world. Let me ask you something. Why haven't they been more successful with the super collider? They put all their money into that. It's just one big abject failure, but they don't talk about it. It's a failure, folks. They never got the God particle. They never figured out how to play God. They thought they could reduce the universe down to that, and then that would give them the secret. There is no secret. God is God. Okay, that's the best I can do, folks. We got a goal. I know. Anyway, I'm back with this. Then tomorrow I'm going to hook it up to the microphone. Some people said the, the, the iPhone I was using would actually is good, if, if not better, than my, my rig. But I've got a lot to do in my studio. I'm trying to get back. My screen blew up. I, I had my, my, some of my computers for 12 years. You know what I mean? A long time. And um, anyway, on uh, Girl Next, which is... I have some video on my phone of Julian Sands, who... He, we were the last people to employ him. He disappeared on Mount Baldy in, in, out of Los Angeles. And they never found his body. But he, he narrated when um, we played, uh, for last year's Frightmare, we played Girl Next, and Julian Sands gave the introduction. And he was very gracious. He gave Larry a lot of, uh, our director, a lot of props, but he... Um, he called it subversive. So he understand. And it's like, thank you, Julian. You really, you know, thank you, you understand. You got what was happening there. And, um, and Film Threat got it. And, and numerous other people got it as well. So now we have the book, which is even more subversive. And had to be published. No, no American publisher would touch it. Thank you. Now, we had to publish it out of Italy because... They want to do a series called Writers of Darkness, and I'm one of, the, one of their writers of darkness. We're hoping to do more collaboration with them, with this publishing company. We're, doing, we're actually releasing it in Italy as a book in Italian, and you get um, a DVD with it. So you get the DVD of Girl Next plus the book in Italian, with Italian subtitles on the uh, DVD. And it's a very interesting concept. Anyway... I'm going to be giving away the DVD, the Blu-ray we made, or the, or the HD, which is superior to everything. We made it. 
it's ours. And I'm going to be giving away a few books signed that will be worth something because we're going to sign them at, um, I've got another two minutes. We're going to be signing them at um, uh, Texas Fight Mare Weekend at the end of May here. And I'm not sure how many I'm going to sign, maybe 200. And then, um, you know, not that many. And then I'm going to give away some signed here, maybe maybe five or so that we can afford to, 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 to have me have, you know, a few books. But I guarantee you it will be within, listen, I am collectible on a certain level because of the whole society connection. This book will be uh, collectible and it will be worth something. In fact, some of my other books, even like I've seen Lamb and others, they're still up there at the same prices and even higher. Um, you know, uh, finding a, uh, a disc of society, for example, it's up at $30 or something is the last thing I saw. So it will be a collectible. What you want to do is get it with a signature and read it. Obviously, it's a short read, but if you like the movie, it's, it's, a, it's a must. And then you can keep it on the shelf. Don't, let some, don't lend it out to anyone. <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to get another copy, you can get another copy that's not signed. But the signed one will, will be a collectible in you know, five years from now, I would say. If you're young, you may want that because, you know, I may not be around in five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? That may be all there is. That's why I say it's collectible. So get it. I'm going to give it away one of these days. I'm going to, you know, announce it. And we have the usual suspects out there. You guys are always in the chat room, you know, there early. You know, you're, you're going to have the first, uh, well, you should have first dibs on it since you're, there, since you're very loyal and, you know, to the show here, but also loyal to God, you know, because I don't think you can stand listening to me if you didn't love God. If you love God, then you love me. But if you hate God, you'll hate me. Amen. <laughs> and you may even plot against me. Who knows? Anyway, I'm very grateful to have, uh, you know, um, um, a laptop. It's a MacBook Air. But that, got it last night. Yep. Well, but here's the thing about it. I, it's powerful enough with this M2 chip. I can run Pro Tools on it and do music with it. So I understand we have to go. Yeah. It's hard for me to leave. Sorry about the it's opening hard today. To leave. Yeah, we had an emergency call. Right as Zeph was starting the Yeah, uh, yeah. Some friend in Florida have uh, apparently one of those tornadoes when they took a beeline to his house. Yeah, and that's terrible. And I may we may have to have a little fundraiser for him or something. Amen. There's no insurance for that. Yeah, and you know they're targeting us with weather wars. These tornadoes are not natural to be going up and down the south coast like that. I mean. Well, anyway, God bless you. God bless you, each and every one. And I'm going to see if I... I don't have much music on here. I'm going to be composing a lot, but I have to get my studio in order. We don't have time to play a closing song, babe. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Okay.